0: All right. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. We're learning Maseches Yevamah, Daf Yud Zion, and as well Daf Yud Aleph. We'll be going uh, tw- until the bottom of the page on Yud Ches. And Shabbos, will do the balance through Yud test um, What is my travel schedule? Travel schedule next week. Uh, Shabbos is regular. I had initially said it wasn't. Shabbos is regular. Sunday is regular. Monday is regular. Tuesday, I don't know. I have a flight coming back on Tuesday, in and out same day. If I'm back on time, great. If not, I'll pre-recorded post uh wednesday night we're going to probably be learning in the morning and not at night because i will definitely be out of town wednesday night and uh, everything else should be normal that's not true and then thursday uh, we're going to be posting so next week's going to be a little chart. You know you know, i know, you know i, know. This, I uh, need a you almost chart you've almost chart for my schedule it's very complicated i'll keep you all posted you guys are giving me a very hard time. I shouldn't have shared so much. <laughs> third <laughs> of the way down, Yuzay- Mark, don't talk. Put food in your mouth. Let's go. <laughs> it's Hashkacha <laughs> hash- Pratis. A third of the way down, Yuzayna, the Gemara says, Yossi Rav Yosef, Achori de Rav Kahana. Rav Yosef was sitting behind Rav Kahana. Yosif Rav Kahana came to Rav Yehuda. And uh, Rav Kahana was sitting in front of Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda was the Rav. Yossi the Ka'amur, what was Rav Yehuda teaching? He said the following, the Jews are going to have a Yontif when Tarmod is destroyed. Um, we had been learning about Tarmod. The Tarmod was a place where there was a lot of Yichus shilas and mamzerus uh really not simple. And therefore, um, uh, he said, it's going to be so much better when that city no longer has any Jews in it, because then we don't have to worry about all the Yichus shilas. The Yichus chiles. says the Gemara v'ha-charif. Hold on one second. It was already destroyed. Says the Gemara. Answer number one. Hahu Tamud ha-voy. The city that was destroyed was Tamud, not Tarmud. Ravashi argues and says Amar Haynu Tarmud, Haynu Tamud. Both of them. Two cities with the same name, it's like Chicago and the Windy City, they're synonymous, it doesn't matter. The only part the problem is that there's two parts of the community. It's Ichpule Huda Mechpal. There's two parts of the community. So if the city got attacked from one side, the other side was able to stay established. The Kharmehai gisa o And if it got attacked from the other side, then the other side would be able to stand strong. And therefore the city had yet to be destroyed. That's why the said that in the future, when it gets destroyed, it'll be a Yomataba. Halfway down on Yadzain, the Gemara says, Yassivrav hamnuna kame De'ula. Uh, Rav Hamnuna and Ula were talking and learning. The Have Bishmaisa Rashi says that he was asking. Rav Hamnuna was asking some brilliant questions, and that led to a compliment from Ula to Rav Hamnuna. ma, umar ma, Gavra, Gavra. What a man and what a man! In other words, he is uh, just amazing. He's doing amazing in the blessed Rashi says, "Kama Hu such a tremendous person. Except for one thing, the Harpanya Mate, except that he lives in the city of Harpanya. If you take a look in Rashi, two thirds of the way down, Rashi says about Harpanya, um, he says, <clears throat> where did the Rashi go? Rashi of Harpanya says, It wasn't a good city because there were a lot of Yechus like there was in Tarmut. So that's what he says. He's a great guy, but he came from a bad town. So then, Iksif, he was a little embarrassed to have heard that that's how he was referred to. And the, the Rebbe kind of thought that maybe he misspoke a little bit. So, Amar Kesef Gulgulta, Lehecha where do you pay your head tax to? It's like literally where. What's your zip code, right? Whatever the whatever the equivalent is. Amarle the fumnara. I don't pay to the city that you just said to the city of Harpania, but rather I pay to the city of the Nara. So the Rebbe said back to him, You're not from the city of the miuchasim. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to say anything negative. My Harpanya, What is the city of Harpanya? Says the Gemara. Amar harsh Kolponenbo. It's a, it's, a, it's a, a mountain that everybody turns to. What does that mean? Rashi two thirds of the way down. Dibra Kolponen Isha Ponen Anyone who had a psul in their yichus, they'd go to Harpania. Harpanya was the place of everyone with bad yichus. <laughs> That's where everybody went to live. All the mamzerim lived there. Uh, everybody, uh, all the stukis lived there. Everybody who had problems with their yichus, they'd go over there and they'd be able to find those who have equivalent problems. However, there's a mishnah that speaks about this and says, anyone who doesn't know their family lineage anyone who doesn't know what shevet they're a part of they would go to Harpanya it's actually worse than Gehenna itself when it comes to uh, when it comes to Gehenna itself the puzzle says that when it comes to Shaol, you can be redeemed when it comes to death you can be redeemed The but the P'sul that existed in Harpanya you can't, you can't fix the Yichus problems they're unchangeable it's worse than Gehenna. de Harpania mishum uh, souled de mishon so de arpanya was the result of a of a, a preceding city which was mishon souled de mishon whichum souled de tarmod so de tarmod mishum a if you have a small measure a, a large measure or a small measure in other words if you have a little bit of a problem with your family lineage or a large problem with your family lineage mingadarva azulasho It always leads to terrible problems to Gehenna gehennom when tarmod shol will lead you to tarmod and mi tarmod mishan in other words uh these communities were communities that were struggling with their yichus and they were not good places to be that's why as we started today it would be good for those cities to be destroyed as it relates to the issues of yichus that would come about from them Hadran we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years mazel tov on finishing the first perek of one of the hardest masehtas in Shas how many prakim is in this masehta? What do we have here 13 16 four, four months worth that's how many prakim we have Says the Gemara as the new parak opens yeah, back yeah, into yeah. Maseches Yevamos, but it's not uh, it's, it's not terribly difficult. Says the Gemara Ketzad Achiv Shel We spoke spoke about a case scenario where there are a couple of brothers and there's a case of Yibum that takes place, but one the third brother wasn't even born when the oldest brother died to generate the case of Yibum. So how does this case play out? Says the Gemara, it, it plays out as follows: eight lines or so from the bottom, second line of the new Mishnah, new parak. There are two brothers, Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain dies. And then, and then Levi, the third brother, is born. Then Shimon marries Ruvain's wife in Yibum because Ruvain died. And then Shimon uh, was uh, was about to marry her and he died. And what happens in that case? Then there's Levi as the third brother, but Levi wasn't alive for, for the initial cases of Yibum. He wasn't alive when Ruvain died. So you have Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvain died, And Ruvain's, we're going to keep the letters the same. Ruvain's wife was with a race. She's Rachel. Shimon's wife was Shoshana. Okay, so Ruvain died. And then his wife Rachel, same letter, was supposed to be in Yibum to Shimon. And then what happened was, and then Shimon died and then Levi was born. So now what happens here to all of the wives who have fallen to Levi? Rachel, uh, Ruvain's wife, should fall to Levi. And Shimon's wife, Shoshana, should also fall to Levi because both Ruvain and Shimon died. And Ruvain and Shimon didn't have kids. So, these two wives of Rachel and Shoshana should fall to Levi, the thirdborn. The problem is that he wasn't alive for the first wife's divorce, the first wife's uh, death. When Rachel's husband died, when Ruvain died, he wasn't alive. So, says the Gemara, Harishona, the Mishnah writes, Harishona, the first wife, referring to Rachel, Yotza, Mishum, Eshes, Achiv, There's no Yibum in that case. If Reuven is married to Rachel and Reuven dies, generating her as a Yavama, and only then is lady born, that's not Yibum. That's Eishas Achiv Shalabala Olam. Mm-hmm. He wasn't born. There is no matir of Yibum to allow him to marry Rachel. Done. Done. It's completely usher for them to get married. Therefore, Harishona They can't get married. Shoshana, the wife of Shimon, he can't marry her because she's the tzara of the Eishas Achiv. Shalom. So therefore, in such a case, there would be uh, no marriages to Lady whatsoever from the two brothers' previous wives of Reuben and Shimon. Died. What if there wasn't a full marriage? We spoke about this. Mimer is kind of like a quasi marriage, and what if that took place? So then, in that case, the second wife, Shoshana, in our case, would do Khalid. So we'll get back to that later. The Gemara opens that there are different Gersaus in our Mishnah. On the fourth line of our Mishnah, it says, Harishona. And we said it was referring to Rachel, the first wife. Uh, it was the wife of, of Ruvein who was the oldest brother who died first. Says the Gemara, according to the one who says that the language of our Mishnah is Rishona, he did not make an error. It could be Rishona. And according to some who says that the word was Shnia, both referring to Rachel the first Ruvain's Re- wife in that case if you have the word Shnia, that's also considered acceptable now as we turn the page mandatani rishona according to those who say that the language of the Mishnah was Rishona? That's Lomish That's not a problem. Why not? Because my Rishona. What does the Mishnah mean when it says Rishona? Rishona L'nefila. Of all of the brothers, Ruvain's wife Rachel was the first one to fall to Yibum. She fell to Shimon and Yibum, and Uman de tani Shnia According to the one who says that there that she was referred to as the second one, my Shnia, Shnia Suin. She was the second one in regards to marriage, says Rashi on the second line, Shniya lini l'nisuen shel shani. She was the second one, the second wife of Shimon, who was the second brother, says the Gemara. That's not necessarily true. Maybe she wasn't the second wife to Shimon. Maybe he did, maybe Shimon did Yibum to Rachel first, and only afterwards did Shimon marry Shoshana. Ella, you're right. Ella, my shnia. What then could be the reference of shnia? Says the Gemara, bin isuin. it's her second marriage. Because, Rachel was married to Ruvain and Ruvain died, and then she married Shimon in Yibum, and that is her second husband. So either way, had our Mishnah said Rishona or Shnia, they are both references to Rachel in regards to her uh, her status of marriage. It says the Gemara five lines down. What are the Mekomos about Eishasachiv shalohaya be'olamo How do we know, halachically speaking, that the fact that Levi was born... After his oldest brother died and left that wife as a Yavama, left Rachel as a Yavama, how do we know that that is something where there's an Isra of the sister-in-law, Eishas Achiv, and that there is no Yibum? How do we know that that brother who was born after the fact cannot uh, cannot do Yibum to Rachel? Says the Gemara, the reads, when brothers sit together. They have to be in the world at the same time when the Yibum is generated. So Ruvain's the oldest brother. He's married to Rachel. When Ruvain dies without children and Levi is not born yet, the mechanics of Yibum don't work. You need the other brother to be in place. So therefore, it doesn't work. So therefore, he is not allowed to marry. You cannot say that there's a din of Yibum when Levi wasn't even alive yet. Doesn't make sense. Yachtav, what does the Pasuk mean when it says Yachtav? Miyuchadim binachala. Yachtav, a play on words from the word Miyuchad, even though the Shorish is not exactly the same, says the Gemara, maybe it is the same Shorish, but the words don't mean the same things. It's Miyuchadim benachala, specific to those who, who merit inheritance. What side of the family does inheritance uh, generate from? The father side of the family. And therefore, prat min ha-aim. the Gemara says that it doesn't work out if it's uh, min ha-aim, the brothers, have to be brothers from the father's side to be in this scenario of yibum. Raba Omar, Achin min Ha'av, Yolif Achva He argues on the Mikomos. He says, it's not from the word Yaakov. We learn the fact that uh, that we are only talking about brothers from the father's side to generate yibum In a case scenario that it's brothers because of Achva Achva ah, from b'nei Yaakov. min Ha'av, alo min Just like by the, by the 12 Shvata, they didn't all have the same mother. There were four Imahos. Well, in this particular, there were four mothers who, uh, who who bore children to Yaakov, and all of them had the same father. So Afkan, hereby, Asks the Gemara, maybe we can learn this from somewhere else. The laylaf maybe we can learn that it's only from the father's side. Maybe we should learn this from another source. And what would be unique about that other source? Rashi tells us, Rashi is about 12 lines down. Even if you have a, an Arayos relationship through the mother side of the family, it's still going to be us. So maybe we should assume that Yibum applies if the brothers are from even the mother side of the family. That's not correct. Says the Gemara, we do not learn from the Gzeir of uh, of Achim and uh, Achicha from the world of Arayos. Why not? Because done in Achim Achim, it's better to learn the Gzeir of Achim Achim from the world of Yaakov, from the world of Yaakov and his sons, than to learn the done in Achim Me Achicha that by Arayos where the, so the words are not exactly the same. It's better to learn from the world uh, of uh, of Gzeir where the words are the same. So it says uh, uh, Achim and Achim by uh, by Yaakov. So that's a better place to learn from. Says the Gemara, who cares if the words are slightly different? We know a famous gzera shava. Hatana de Rabbi Shmuel, shava kohen zohi shiva, zohi beer. We've learned this before uh, in a couple of different contexts over the years. Uh, that uh, we have a Xerah where the words are even different. So, what you're worried about the conjugation of the word Achim to Achicha, they're so close, leave it be. Maybe we should be able to learn from Araos and we'll have a more expansive application of Yibum that it's not only for when the brothers are from the father's side, but even if they're from the mother's side, says the Gemara. No. Hani when do we say that you're allowed to have a where the words aren't the same? That's Hechadalekamidi de Damila. That's only true when there isn't a better Xerah Shavuah to use where the words are very similar. Aval Hechadi midi de Damila but where we have words that are close to the, closer to the same it's better to use those therefore because we have the opportunity to learn from the psukim by Yaakov that say Achicha let's say uh, Achicha and Achicha that say Achim and Achim so yeah Achim and Achim because by Yaakov that's what it says those two words are exactly the same and therefore that's better than the drasha by Arayos which is Achim and Achicha it says the Gemara oh, but I have another Gzair for you and the words are the same the Lema Achva Achva the where they say about Avram and Lot that they are brothers, and says the Gemara, it's more logical to say, it's better to say that from the Psukim by Yaakov because the words Achim are extra By the word, by the psukim in regards to Yaakov. How do we know that? Because the Pasuk could have said something else. When they were graveling before Yosef, they they could have said that they were avodecha, but they didn't. They said achim, 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 anachu, that were brothers. So therefore, and therefore, we know this idea of la'afnuyeh that when there is a word that really is fully available for xeroshava, so then it's much, much harder to reject that xeroshava. And here, this is a stronger xeroshava because the word achim by Yosef, by the brothers, is it's extra, says the Gemara, halfway down on Yodzayan in the base. The Pasuk needed both words. It needed the Pasuk of Achim, because the Pasuk said, ki achim We needed both words of Achim and yachtov Why did we need both of those words, says the Gemara as follows. if the Gemara had only written the Pasuk of Achim, but not the word yachtav, havamina leilaf achva achva milot then I might have thought that we make a shava in regards to which side of the family Yibum can happen on. I might have thought we would have learned from Lot And uh, Lot and Avraham were not brothers. They weren't brothers at all. So maybe we would have assumed a more expansive definition of when Yibum applies. And if you want to say that maybe that word of Achim by Lot is not available, lie. That's incorrect. It is very available. It is very available. What Lot should have said was rain, but he didn't. He said Achim. So the word is perfectly available. And therefore, we might have made an error in assuming where Yibum applies. We might have thought that it wasn't only on the father's side of the family. And we would have thought that it's even on the mother's side of the family. Therefore, So we understand, according to the first half of the Tzricha, that we need the word achim, and we need the word yachtov. Now let's flip and try to understand what would have happened the other way. Because of Rachmanah yachtov, a little bit more than halfway down your of if we would have only had the word yachtov, which teaches us that it is on the men's side of the family, habamina uve'ima Sricha. then I might have thought something different. I might have thought that Yibum only applies when there's both, when, when, the, when the sons are, the sons of both the mother and the father says the Gemara, why would you ever assume that that's the case? You have fathers who give Nachala, why would you assume that by Yibum things are different, says the Gemara, because, uh, let's finish the question, because yibum tal, tal yamilsa. we know that Nachala is always going to be dependent on Yibum, so why would you have ever thought, what was the Havamina to assume that maybe it's possible that uh, Yibum would only be with both parents where if the sons were, were children fully brothers on both sides, mothers and fathers' side, says the Gemara because there is something unique about Yibum. Because there's a huge Chodesh by Yibum, which really is that she was a sister-in-law to you. And now you're marrying her. The Torah gave a matir that you should be meyabim. So because there's a Chodesh here, we might have thought that Yibum, which is a Chodesh, is only true in a more limited case, which is when brothers have both common parents. So you have, uh, you have Rachel and Yaakov, and they have five sons. Okay, then in that case, you have Yibam with those five sons. But when two of the sons are from one family, and once then there's no Yibam anymore. Why? Because it's a heter to start with. It should be usher to marry her. With the basic, then it should be usher. She's a sister-in-law. Aye, the Torah was matir. Maybe the Torah was only matir when both parents are, uh, when, they, when all the boys have common parents. That was a habim. You know, therefore, it's we need all of the words. Givaldic. So what did we learn so far? We learned in this new parak that the Mari Makomos to teach us about Aish Akh, Shiloh Balaola, that if Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi, they're three brothers, Ruvain and Shimon are alive already. Levi has not been born. Ruvain marries Rachel, and uh, then Ruvain dies without children. Yibum is generated for Shimon. And then Levi is born. So Levi is not Shaykh to Rachel. Levi cannot marry cannot marry Ruvain's wife. Why not? Because it's Aish Achiv Shiloh That's what we've learned so far. We're now going to get into a sugya of Zika. We're two thirds of the way down, and we're starting with the words Amaravhuna. Uh, and this sugya is um, a little bit different than the Zika that we're used to. The Zika that we're used to is that when, uh, let's go back to our Ruvain uh, and Rachel uh, scenario, if Ruvain's married to Rachel and Ruvain has a brother Shimon, and Ruvain dies and Rachel doesn't have children, so then we, refer, we have this reference called Zika a Zika Sibum. A Zika Sibum effectively is some halachic tethering between Rachel. Who is now a widow, and Shimon, who is the Yavam. And the, if they don't get married, they have to do something, has to happen. If they don't get married, there has to be Yivam or Chalitza, has to be something. But here, the Zika that we're speaking about here is that according to some, Zika is actually a little bit more powerful. And Zika could be that it's actually kind of like an erusin. it's kind of like getting engaged halachically, like Harat Mikudeshisli type of engaged, not the social engagements that we do, but the halachic ones. And that's a big machlokas in the Amorain. Let's learn both sides of this, ask a few questions, and we'll wrap up at the bottom of the page on okay. says the Gemara as follows Amar of Huna, Umar Rav so this is very early Amorim right? Rav is a very early Amorim Shomeris Yavam Shemesa if there's a woman who is waiting to be married she is a Yavama she's ready to get married so Shimen, so Ruven was married to Rachel Ruven died so then Rachel is what's referred to as a Shomeris Yavam and if she dies then what can a Yavam do? Mutter be'ima so let's paint the picture You have a case scenario where Reuven is married to Rachel. Reuven has a brother named Shimon. Reuven uh, Reuven dies, leaving Rachel a Yavama to Shimon. Now, if Rachel dies at this point, can Shimon marry Rachel's mother? Oh, Rachel's mother. Yes. Okay. So that's the Gemara's question here in regards to Rachel's mother. So the Zika... If there is a very strong Zika, if we assume that they're halachically engaged, so then that should be a rayos, so it should be a mother in law of sorts and it should be forbidden. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, says the Gemara, Alma, Kasavar Zika. It must be that Rav is of the opinion that there is no Zika to the level where we presume that there's a level of engagement in regards to the Yavama and the Yavam between Rachel and Shimon. Because, had that been the case, that there was a Zika, then of course he would not be able to marry the mother of Rachel, that would be his mother in law. Says the Gemara. It's a very strange formulation. Why did you say siavam, shemesa, muter, You should have said halacha, kidiri, haomer, ain zika. Just say that there's no Zika between a and a Yavama. Says the Gemara, we can't say that. Three fourths of the way down. Ihava, amar, hachi, had all I said is that the din is like ein uh, Zika, that there is no halachic tethering between the two to the, to the point that they're basically engaged. If I would have only said ein Zika, then Havamina, hanimili, betrayed. I would have thought that maybe there's only no Zika when there are two brothers. Because then we don't know where the Zika lies because there's two brothers and one woman. The Zika is kind of amorphous. We know that she can marry, she's a Yavama to either of them, but it's not a specific line to any one person. Aval, I might have inferred, I might have inferred that maybe according to Rav, that had there only been one brother, the Taka, there might be Zika. So therefore we had to say the, the more circuitous language that Rav said, which was, says the Gemara, still, just say what you want to say. The Lema, Halacha, Zika, Afila, Bechad. Just say that there's no zika, even if there's only one brother. There's no zika. Why do you have to say? Just say what you say. The shita. Say what you want to say. So says the gemara. Yamar hachi. If that's all he said, then havamina afilu mechaim. I might have thought it that if you say ain't zika, that even when she's alive, there's no zika, and that means that even when she's alive, that Shimon can marry Rachel's mother. And that's not true. The only time we say that there's no Zika is after she dies. But when the, when Rachel is still alive, then Shimon cannot marry Rachel's mother. The reason why is because, not because there is Zika, because Rav holds there is no Zika, but Rav says that in a case where she's still alive, we need to ensure that we don't lose the world of Torah. We had to keep these Halachos alive. And therefore, Yibum does have to take place, though technically speaking, it would... Uh, you're right, there is no Zika, So that's the shita of Rav. Let's ask a question on this. The Mishnah writes, Wow. So it says that if Rachel dies and Rachel has a sister named Leah, so then it should be mutter for Shimon to marry Leah because there's no Zika. So it says the Gemara, let's make a deal here. The Gemara says, maybe, maybe the Mishnah here is distinguishing and saying that you can only marry a sister, but you cannot marry a mother. Says the Gemara, that's not correct. You're, you're making the wrong duke in the Mishnah. Really, it should be the case that he's allowed to marry the mother as well in this case because we hold that there's no Zika according to Rav. But the only reason it says, though, it says the word Achosa is because since in the Resha used the word Ishto and so therefore, so the word Achosa here is not specific, and all of this is the Shita of Rav who holds Ein Zika. That's Shita number one. And here is Shita number two. Rabbi Yehuda, six lines, five lines from the bottom. Rabbi Yehuda Omar, Shomeris Yavam Shemesa, Aser be, um, Be'ima. That's a big difference. Rav and Rabbi Yehuda, they're arguing. It's interesting because Rabbi Yehuda was a Talmud of Rav. It's very interesting in the, in the history of how things are, um, are, are being done. But if you look back up a little bit higher, when Rav was quoted, it said that it was Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rav. Rav Huna in the name of Rav. And this is Rabbi Yehuda. So Rahuna and Rav Yehuda were the same generation, so it could just be that the Machlokas was there, and Rav is not quoting Rav. Maybe, he, maybe he's really quoting Shmuel, because he also used to learn by Shmuel. So uh, that, that's not clear from here. Anyways, what's Rav Shita? Rav holds yesh zika, shomeris yavam Shemesa aser that if Rachel became a yavama, And she dies before Yibum takes place. So what does uh, Rabbi Huda say? He says, Aser be'ima. There there is an Iser, there is a a Zika status between Shimon and Rachel when Rachel was alive immediately after Ruvain died. And therefore, automatically the mother becomes Asura through this bond of Zika between Shimon and Rachel. And then even if Rachel dies, Shimon cannot marry Rachel's mother, Alma, Kasavar, Yeh Zika by virtue of the fact that we see that the, the Sheetah of Yehuda doesn't allow for Shimon to marry Rachel's mother, that therefore shows us the yeshzika that he holds that there is a bonding of some kind, this halachic tethering between Shimon and Rachel for the moments that she was alive after Ruben died and before she died, and therefore Rachel's mother is off limits to Shimon. We're a couple lines from the bottom of the page. On Yud Zayin Amid So says the Gemara, that's his Shita. Asks the Gemara, same line of questioning we asked before. Rabbi Yehuda, if you're of the opinion of Yesh Zika, then just say Yesh Zika. Says the Gemara, no, you can't do that. uh, Had it been that all I said that the Halachi is that Yesh Zika, I might have thought that the only time that there is Zika is when there's only one brother so that I know there's a direct line. There's Shimon. That's it. There's only one brother. So there's Reuben and Shimon, and Reuben died without children. Rachel can marry Shimon. That's crystal clear. But I might have thought of Betray and Zika. I might have thought that when it comes to two brothers that there is no Zika. Says the Gemara, that is a ridiculous habamina because of the following. You cannot say that, says the Gemara. This is uh, Rashi tells us what's going on here in the bottom line. Okay, this is, that's a sugha for later. That's on Daf mm-hmm. But what Rashi is pointing out over here is that there's no way you could have had a Havamina that uh, mm-hmm. that we're talking about uh, a misunderstanding of when there are two brothers who are potentially Yavamim, because that case is already a Machlokes elsewhere. So the Gemara says, You're right. So what was the question that we were trying to answer? We said, Why don't you just say, Yesh. Zika. Why did you say Shomeris Yavam Shamesa Asurabi Ima? So answers the Gemara, Eli amar Pachi. Uh, if you would have said that just straight up, that we hold of Ein Zika, top of Yerchasim Ralev, I might have thought that it was true even when they were alive. About I might have thought that there's only a Zikas Yavam when the person's alive. About I might have thought that if the person dies, that when Rachel dies, that all of the status of Zika goes away. That the status of Zika does not go away. That's what the Gemara says. Now the Gemara, we we use the following brisa uh, to ask a question on Rav. Therefore, we're using it as a support to the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. So lema Mesayele, third line of Yudchesem Adale. Yevimto shemesa muter beachosa 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 in be'amalo. Put this in the wrong place. Beachosa uh, in ube'amalo. So it says the Gemara, maybe this is a raya to the Sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, because it says that be'im it's not allowed. Answers the Gemara, no, not correct. The same answer as before. Din de'afilu really, technically speaking, the halachic status applies to both of them. So the Gemara says that for the sake of symmetry, that Brysa used the word Achosa, but it was not meant to make a diuk about an ima, and therefore this is not a support for the shita of Rabbi Yehuda. A couple of questions. The Gemara says, seven, eight lines down, Masiv Rev. Huna what if there was a case of Mimer that took place? This is a quote from our Mishnah. So then we said in our Mishnah, at the end of our Mishnah that we started with at the New parak on the bottom of Yadzai and Amidalef, we had said What's the reason why she does Halitza? because because Shimon married Rachel with this uh, quasi-marriage with Kiddusha Yivama. Hello, avad shnianami And it seems to be that had he not done Maimur, that Yivum would have been an appropriate measure for this woman and not chalitza for Rachel. Says the Gemara, zika. And if, Rebbe you're correct that there's zika, It shouldn't work. You shouldn't be able to do Yivum in such a case because she is Ashes achiv to Levi and if she's Aisha Zahif Salabi then that doesn't work out Then they should not be able to get married the zika it can't be that there's zika so says the Gemara, Rabbah, who I did, the You the din does not change. The diu made is wrong. You wanted to say that uh, had there not been Maimer that they could have done Yibum. It's not true. That Afal de Lo Maimer, even without Maimer, they still, Shnia, the second wife would have been Khalsa, still would have only been Khalitza. But the the only reason why that, that uh, mari mako mentioned Maimer was La Afukemi was to exclude a Shita of so that we don't misunderstand. <laughs> think Beishamai was right. What did Beishamai say? to Amrei? they said, Maimar, Kona, Kinyon, Gomor, Kamash, Then Beishamai was of the opinion that Maimar is a full-fledged Kinyon of marriage, Kamash, We don't paskin like Beishamai. That's all the Gemara was saying, but not meant for the diukim mm-hmm. that you just attempted. Mm-hmm. Let's ask another question. Says the Gemara a third of the way down. Yudchesam at Aleph. Esve, Abaya. Abaya, asks a question from the following uh, Tosefta. What does the Tosefta say? Shnei achim be'olamechad. Two brothers are in one world. In other words, both brothers are alive. Reuven and Shimon are alive. And Reuven dies without children. Shimon is still alive. And Shimon wants to do Mimer to Rachel's wife to, to Rachel, who was Reuven's wife. And then, right when he was about to do Mimer to Rachel, Shimon died, and Levi was born. Was that the order? Uh, no umes. Uh, yeah so then that's what that's what happened so then what's the halacha with Rachel and what's the halacha with Shoshana right Reuven is uh, Reuven is married to Rachel Shimon is married to Shoshana mm-hmm. Ruvain is married to Rachel. Ruvain died. Shimon was about to do my marriage to Rachel, and then Shimon died, but Levi was born. So then the Gemara says, Harishona, Rachel, what about the wife of Ruvain? She's Yotzah Mishum Esha sahib Shalohaya Be'olamo. She cannot be married by Levi because she's Esha Sachiv Be'olamo, because there is no heter of Yibum for Levi, because Levi was not alive when Ruvain died. So says the Gemara. Vishnia, what about the wife of Shimon, the second, the second brother? So his wife Shimon Shoshana. His wife Shoshana. What about her? Oh, let's She does either chalitza or Yibu. It says the Gemara, must be that Rav is wrong. Rav said that there's yesh zika. But if you say that there is zika, that makes no sense. The zika shouldn't help. Because in this b'risa, <laughs> It shouldn't work at all, because at the end of the day, it's one of the people is Arayos. Because Levi's not allowed to marry Reuben's wife, Rachel, because she is, <laughs> says the Gemara, that particular b'risa is not a good question against Rabbi Huda because hamani, that's a, a sheet of a das yachid in the Tanaim. That's Reb Meir, Amar Ein Zika. But in general, most Tanaim don't hold like that. Ask the Gemara, does, does Reb really hold Ein Zika? Umisvira leyle Rabbi Ein Zika Arba Achim, let's say that there are four brothers, Shnai mehem nesu and Two of the brothers, Ruven and Shimod, married Rachel and Shoshana, who were sisters. Umeso hanesu and haachayos. And the, uh, the husbands, Reuven and Shimon, who were married to Rachel and Shoshana, they died. These two women of Rachel and Shoshana and not Yibu. If really, Rav Meir was of the opinion of Ein so then Hani mitrei batei if there still are two brothers, what's the big deal? Why do they have to do, why do they have to do Chaliza? If, if you don't hold of Zika, so, they can marry anyone they want. They can marry either of the, the remaining brothers of Levi and Yehuda, whoever they are, says the Gemara. That would then imply that he holds that there's yesh Zika. The fact that he's saying that he has some connection to the brothers to the point that they have to do Chalitza or Yibum means that there's a Zika says the Gemara, no, it's not correct. The olam e'in really remains of the opinion that there is no halachic tethering between Rachel and Shoshana and the two brothers of Reuben and Yehu- uh, Reuben and Shimon who are still alive, let's call them Levi and Yehudah. The There's really no zika. We're only doing this uh, for show. We're doing this to make sure that we don't forget the halachos of Yibum. The Dilma, what might happen in such a case if we don't do Yibum with these women or Khalitza, what should we do? The Dilma adam yavim chad mayis idach, that maybe while Rachel is marrying Levi, then all of a sudden the other brother dies. Yehuda dies and then the, the other wife can't get married. Then Shoshana can't get married. So says the Gemara, If there is no Zika, who cares? Says the Gemara. If there's no Zika, then there should be no Yibu. Why are we doing this Kakameni that doesn't even make any sense? If there's no Zika, who cares about Yibu? Why are you worried about forgetting about Yibu when there's no Zika? If there's no Zika, there's no Yibu. Says the Gemara, we should be able to mavato The Zika. In a case where there is no Zika, What's the Mishnah that shows this? Rabban Gamliel says explicitly, Omer, If this is uh, we're learning this out of context, but if there is a, a young girl who wants to do me and she can, lomiana, but if she does not, then she should wait until she becomes a gadola, until she's 12, and then halazumi and then she'll instantly become a sister-in-law. Aye, there's no zika. Why didn't you do Yibim? Because you don't need to do Yibim when there's no Zika. So we see Rabban Gamlila's black on white that you don't need to do uh, the mitzvah of Yiba when there's no Zika. This isn't a game. You don't need to do Zika. So why didn't we say that earlier? Why didn't Rav Meir say that? So says the Gemara, Omar Lei, Rabban Gamlila, Meir Karamis. You're asking me one ton against another. They're allowed to have, they're big boys, they're allowed to have a machlokas between the two of them. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't ask that question. Like Marlo, you misunderstood the question. That's not what I was asking. You really, here's the question. The question I was asking is as follows. Rav Meir was worried even about the smallest little suffix, but they were totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Even when there was a Vaday Zika, Rav Gamliel was not concerned. And even when there was the smallest suffix, Rav Meir was concerned. Those are diametrically opposed That's How can they be so far apart from one another? you mm-hmm. <coughs> answers the Gemara, four lines from the bottom, and we'll close with this answer. <inaudible> Maybe a person who's not concerned about this idea, <inaudible> just doesn't care about it. I'm not concerned. When there's no Zika, you don't have to worry about Yibum. However, he is very concerned about it, and uh, because of that, even in a small case, even when there's a Suffolk, he's going to say that you still need to do Yibum in such a case. So what we've learned is a big machlokas in the right Is there Zika, halachic tethering between the just who just, uh, who just became a widow, and Shimon, who is the the, the remaining brother. And we saw Big Machlokas, where Rav holds that that, that there's Ein Zika, and Rev. Yehuda holds Yesh Zika, and a couple of questions and answers that the Gemara asked about that. We'll stop right here, and we'll pick up in Hashem on Shabbos an hour before Mincha, wishing you all a beautiful night.